<coughs> Alright. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Don't touch me. <laughs> welcome to welcome to a podcast that we like to call Sticky Concepts. Um I know that sounds strange, sounds but gross. when you <laughs> Yeah. Um it reminds me of whenever I threw a um go open gogurt at a at somebody when I was in grade school. <laughs> they were bullying me and so I threw it at them when they had a brand new haircut. Um so the reason that we are calling this sticky concepts for first of all is um that we um uh, well this is about our books, like our books that we're going to be, like we've written the books that we're going to be writing and the books that will, you know, happen a little bit later. Um, explain Jana essentially also say, Hey to everyone, Jana. Howdy. Yeah. There you go. She says, howdy now. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. Um, explain to everybody how our writing process works. Well, basically it usually won. Happens at late night. It's true. <laughs> like, all of it's, like, probably, like, three in the morning and up. Yeah. Except for Speak No Evil, which is the one that we're going to talk about today. That was, like... Speak No Evil was a ten. very... was probably the most organic... Mm-hmm. The most organic thing that we've done. But, like, how... Uh, but, anyways, uh, we would just say an idea, and we're like... Do we, oh, it's slowly falling. Oh, <laughs> do we like it or not? And most of the time, like 80%. Yeah, like, a good 80% of our ideas kind of make it in one way or the other. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah. It's, I'm not, I don't know if we're like, you know, tooting our own horn, but like <laughs> we just do have a lot of, you know, pretty good ideas that we're trying to like get out in there and into the world at least that we enjoy at least the stuff that we enjoy we don't know about any of y'all but you know we really enjoy our you know our stuff (laughs) um uh so how Jana did speak no evil come about we've it if you have the book if for those of you who are listening who already have the book you know you already know because you've cracked open the book but Jana, for those who haven't been initiated into this weird little world that we have created um tell us tell exactly how speak Uh, no evil came about the premise is that i think you're either at work Mm -hmm. on the phone with me yeah on facetime and i just Kept annoying you. I don't remember what I was saying. And you said, if you don't shut up, I'm going to sew your mouth shut. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to sew that fat mouth of yours shut. Yeah. And And then. And I laughed at it, but. And then, yeah, because we just have sick, sick senses of humor, guys. (laughs) Um, People who write books like this are not well. (laughs) Like Stephen King. That dude's nuttier than the payday. Like, 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 and he, you know, I will tell him that you could tell him anybody there who knows Stephen King probably will be like, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty nutty. <laughs> but, um, anyway, we kind of sat there and we're like stewing on that, like terrible thing that I said to my own sister. And I realized that is a really interesting way 
to kill someone. Like, what if... What was that really awful name we were going to call it? Before, like... Oh, we were going to call it the sewing killer. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, that sounds awesome. The sewing killer, and he kills people with a giant n- needle? No, that sounds stupid. That sounds like a Batman villain. And then you just kind of looked at me and went, what if we called him the seamstress? And I'm like... That is the coolest thing you have ever said to me. Um, and then it's just in a a day, less than a day, 12 hours, I right? We had the whole book planned. We knew exactly where the story was going. Um, uh, but the, the only thing was looking back. I'll, I'll get into this a little bit more in the next episode, but... The, the only thing looking back really was that we, we really did not know what we were doing. Oh, yeah. You know, we had, we had no idea how to really flesh out a whole story and stuff like that. Like, we had the, um, we had the bones and we had the nerves. We just didn't have, like, the, we didn't have the meat. You know, there was no, <laughs> there was no muscle, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think... In the next books that we're going to be writing, um, I think we're definitely better at oh, that right. now, yeah. you know? Um, so, I guess we're just going to sit here and break down, you know, like the book and everything and just kind of just go through, like, what happens in this book and, like, kind of, like, bring out the things that we... Um, kind of hid in the book there's there's a decent amount because there's a lot of stuff that we like we hid in this book for like people like we we did so much to the point where um if you knew about specific things like flowers like like flowers or um biblical translations you could have figured out who the killer is by like chapter two yeah so Uh I think like the fun, funnest. That's not a word. Funnest, whatever. But, Most fun. Uh, whatever. Uh, was figuring out what flower is the meaning of what. Yeah, there's like a whole Wikipedia page. Yeah, like we're like, all right, all right. This f- certain flower means death. Like, yeah, you gotta put it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we have to. We'll have to sit down and uh, look at it because there's like. At like specific funerals and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, yeah, it was really cool. It was really interesting. So I guess we're just gonna dive in. Um, chapter one was um, called a needle pulling thread. Oh, awesome! Fun fact: I have never read the book. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read the book. Like I had to read the book like several times to some of my boys because he's read it to me. Yeah, and I really like the way Jared uh, writes it. Yeah. I read it, not write it. I definitely also <laughs> I definitely also want to make an audiobook at some point and I have no idea how to do that. We'll figure it out. But we'll figure it out. Um Anyway, um is that I is, can't see anything. I think that is the cord that I was looking for earlier. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> um Chapter one was called A Needle Pulling Thread. And that was my snappy um, TV pilot episode title. And it truly was just from uh, the um, 
the Do Re Mi Fa So La Ti Do song from yeah do a deer a female like so a needle pulling thread you know <laughs> that's it that's all it was and uh because <clears throat> i just needed something snappy and cool to start off this um this interesting that i felt like was interesting concept so Jana, what were your first thoughts like when we were going over like Leroy Stone because Leroy is the first person you meet mm-hmm. in the in the book but I like think he was also the first character we actually created. He is the first character we created but yeah. at first we were like we we were kind of co- coming up with the themes and ideas of it and we were like no 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 he's not the main he is a protagonist but he's not the main focus mm-hmm. you know um so what what were your first thoughts in creating uh, Detective Leroy Stone. Like, where, where, what did you pull from? Like, what um, were some things that you thought of? I definitely got like inspiration from. Um, if you, I don't know if anyone's heard of this game, but it's pre- got pretty popular. Like uh, two years ago, maybe Detroit Become Human. Yeah, you you were talking Detroit, about Hank. Yes, I got. I wanted him to be like him, but like. But like with a little bit more hope. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Hank is very depressed. Hank was very sad. Like, there's a... And spoilers for that game, but there's an ending where, like, he kills himself. Yeah. And that's really sad. But, like, we were like, we, we don't want anyone to... We don't want anyone to kill themselves in this he's game. Just, in, the, in the aspect, he's just very grumpy because of certain reasons, I guess. Yeah, and, and we'll get into that as it goes. But mm. um, rereading the book, because I, I did re I've have I've had to read this book about six or seven times. Mm. Um, you kind of see the where he's going as a character. Like you see um you see him see in at this murder with his boss, Marlene, and <clears throat> Marlene wants to tell the world. She's like, we, we might have a killer on our hands. And he's like, no, we need, we don't need to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, this is, he's like, it's too early. It's, it's too weird. Like, this is too, this, yeah, this is, I don't know what it was. Um, <laughs> this is too, this is too strange of a, of a idea for the citizens of little heaven. Oh, little heaven is not real. By the way, little heaven is, a hundred percent not a real place it is in georgia and um the reason uh (laughs) the reason that we put we we're putting almost every story that we've written in georgia which is 10 ideas which is about 10 ideas so far and the reason is because i hate georgia (laughs) it's not not that i hate georgia it's that like i i I I went through a whole lot in Georgia, and every time I think of Georgia, other than, like, my friends and, like, the fun I had at college, um, there's a lot of bad stuff, you know? So I was like, where what, what better place? It's kind of like with Stephen King and Maine. He loves Maine. Mm-hmm. It's Except he loves Maine, and I don't like Georgia. Yeah, I just let it happen. I was like, why not? <laughs> I don't yeah. have any... I've only lived in North Carolina. yeah um and you could i think one of my favorite things about leroy is that he was you could tell how much pain Mm -hmm. he's in without him ever like because like he's a he's a big he's a big strong man Mm -hmm. you know he's not gonna just he's a man of few words he doesn't like 
and but like but like Marlene can knows exactly what's mm-hmm. going on with him. Like she's like, like you know, <clears throat> whenever he says, give it to some other meter maid who's gonna who wants to be the next commissioner. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't. Do you think that he resents Marlene for t- for taking the position as commissioner? No. 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 But. Marlene thinks he does. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, why do you, why do you think he doesn't? I I think it's like um. I think. <clears throat> I explain it like. Move your arm, please. Sorry. <laughs> um. I don't know. I just I don't think Leroy could hate. Well, anyone. he doesn't resent. He doesn't hate. He's he just, just like, doesn't, like resent anyone. Like okay. they remember, like they they've been through a lot, so yeah. yeah. And she's done good work, so obviously she 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 deserves commissioning. You Do know? you think he was just being harsh in the moment because yeah. he was just okay? That makes sense. So this, and then the first in any rule of the of writing a story is you have to sh- uh, introduce your protagonist, and then you have to introduce your antagonist. And this is where we meet are what we see on the cover, the seamstress. Um, where where would you say that we got the inspiration for his design? I genuinely don't have a clue. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I think it was kind of like, if he's going to be the seamstress, he's going to like stitch up his own mask, mm-hmm. you know, so that was obvious. But I think... Really and honestly, I think I kind of pulled from Scarecrow, Scarecrow from Square Scarecrow. Square, <laughs> um, it's just a square, just a Scarecrow flying in the distance. Yeah, I think I think that I think he he definitely was a a big inspiration, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like he was, I made sure his intentions and the things that he did and said were vastly different. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, that was 100% your, like, design, because I was like, I don't remember at all. And, <laughs> I think, and I think I pulled a lot from that project that I did in college, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, um, I, ma- I, wrote, I made a music video of, of like, my friend Adam. I uh, hope you're listening, Adam. If not, I'll, I'll find you. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he was... W- he kidnapped my best friend Ty, dressed like a a murderer, like like a black jacket and a hoodie, and like black jeans and like stuff like that. But he was wearing a cow mask, so obviously it was a silly joke for a music video. But that wasn't going to necessarily fly in a more serious story. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of like took took that like bare bones of like the clothes and then I kind of thought about the mask and um there also was a specific thing that I picked um there is something called the smiley like the smiley killer or something like that uh-huh. where it's like a like a, a like a pale like like top to bottom like he has like no facial hair or anything he's got no facial features no hair but like he's got like cut like deep cut marks within the shape of a smile mm-hmm. so that was kind of the like bare like the bones of like where i got the idea for the seamstress's design 
And then my my awesome friend Taylor, he just really knocked it out of the park. Oh, it's yeah. what I asked for was exactly what I wanted. Like mm. what I got was exactly what I asked for. Um, That's great. And so sorry, I looked it up. <laughs> oh yeah, um, the seam. What was your first impression of the seamstress? Like what? Like what? Were, what were we trying to get across? Um, I um uh because <laughs> remember like. We like realized that Wiz- Ezra Wisniewski was, you know, he we started to realize, oh, this dude wasn't very good. Yeah, like, I definitely he- wanted, uh, like, the main reason he kills, like, the like have the conf of the like, the reader be like, um, these are bad people, but like, but he's so is he. Yeah, yeah, these literally like, he they are bad people, but that doesn't should like. That's like the conflict. Should they deserve to die because they're so mean to, and to rude to everyone else? Yeah. Or like, is like, is what he doing right or wrong? And obviously, it's wrong. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, it's wrong. He's the antagonist. Yeah. But like, but it's just, it's still, it's still. I like, I don't know. I enjoyed that. Part of you, kind of agrees with mm-hmm. what the seamstress is doing. Because each like character that like he kills, is really bad. Like honestly, mm-hmm. like one of the guys I don't remember. I'm sorry, their names was a like a preacher, and he was very racist. Yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't mean he should deserve to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Jan and I are under the impression that like we we are told all the time that we have a lot of quote unquote liberal ideas when it comes to like certain things, mm-hmm. but like. Truly, that is not, I don't think that's the case. I think that we, a hundred percent of the time, are for the idea of second chances and mm-hmm. forgiveness. We believe, choice. and we, there's always a choice, you know? So, like, I'm not, Jan, I don't think, I, I'm, I'm for sure not, not sure how I feel about like stuff like the death penalty mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I, I'm for sure not okay with, you know, police officers killing, like just shooting people at random just because, you know, they, they, they couldn't handle the situation properly. Um, everyone, no matter who they are, deserves a second chance. And they, that's definitely going to be a, yeah, that's, that's definitely going to be a big part of, of all of our books. Um, I was like, but, but at the same time, when you, 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 there's a limit to the amount of chances you mm-hmm. get, you know? Like Ted Bundy. Yeah. He doesn't deserve a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's some people who genuinely, um, just are just evil. And unfortunately that's the part of being in a fallen world. But that doesn't mean that we as individuals are, are should should be allowed to just throw out vigilante justice anytime we want to you know um it's 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 not for us you know mm-hmm. and i think that's the main 
part about the seamstress that is wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. that he is. He's definitely a psychopath. He's a psychopath. And he Mm -hmm. thinks that he is above everyone else to the point that he can just kill no matter what, you Mm -hmm. know, like he says he doesn't kill without a purpose. Like that doesn't. But he actually did. Like, Like he didn't. Killed, yeah, you know, like what, well, like, like, but that's but that's so that's so two sided though, yeah, because if it if it makes if it makes sense in his mind, he can just kill anyone, mm-hmm. and that's what happens later in the book, you yeah. know, and like, and so that just shows that this guy's not a like, he's not like he's not Deadpool, you know, mm-hmm. he is he is a murderer, he is a psychopath, so like, the first thing that he says is um the most of you know the power of words and how something as innocuous as a newspaper article can destroy a life so that is kind of the big idea for this book we were really kind of understanding in our own walks and in our own lives that words mean something and mm-hmm. in, in a day and age where like people argue on facebook and and like, and yeah, like, and, and like have political leaders that just say and do whatever they want just because they want to. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, people are like, well, he just is speaking his mind. He's just honest. Yeah. That is not like. He's like the front man. He was, at least. Yeah, he was. He was like the front man of our country. Yeah. And that's what everyone sees. Like, yeah. Like, him, like, tweet out, cool fefe. Yeah. <laughs> what does that even Yeah. Sleepy or stroke? <laughs> um, but uh, that was a Stephen Colbert joke. Um, it's just, we, we kind of started realizing that. Um, Love without truth is hypocrisy, but truth, uh, but truth without love is brutality. Mm-hmm. If you tell somebody the truth, whether or not it is something that they need to hear, but you don't do it in a way that that like helps them and it just hurts them and breaks them down, you are not in the right Mm -hmm. you know like just because like it's kind of goes back to just because you can doesn't mean you should Mm -hmm. but if you love someone if you say that you love someone but you cannot tell them the truth you are just as wrong as they are you know and that is that 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 is kind of the whole backbone of the whole of the whole book you um your words matter Mm-hmm. And you have to, and you have like, otherwise stuff like this could happen more and more often, you know, the, I know this is like a far fetched, it, it, well, it really isn't as far fetched as you think about it. You know, anybody could do this. Yeah. Like, it's not as like, it's not as weird as the woods or like, oh yeah, the, or like our, our oh, bloodbender, our bloodbender books coming yeah. up, but this one is just, this is probably going to be the most grounded mm. book. Like this one and, and the, the, the second and like the, mm. the sequel. <laughs> um, yeah, you heard us. Um, but I think, 
I think seeing that video, seeing how unabashedly unforgiving this man was, or this woman was, um, <laughs> for those who don't know, um, uh, he, I think that was Leroy going, okay, I have to get in gear now. Mm. You know, like this is, like this is a lot worse than what happened with Jacob, mm-hmm. which in, and that, and that we already are setting up a lot of things with, um, you know, oh, the, you, you, you never got over what happened with Jacob mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, as a reader, like what happened with Jacob? Huh? Tell me, tell me. And we don't tell you because you don't need to know yet. Um, <laughs> and. When does our main protagonist go? Uh, chapter two. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we have them wait. We have them yeah. wait until chapter two. Oh, right. That, that, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, you think Luke Leroy is the main protagonist, but nope. Yeah. Well, Leroy is is a protagonist, yes. but he's not like, he's not the one that like is the mirror to the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the bad guy, like, like, because Leroy is also kind of an opponent mm-hmm. to um, our protagonist. And that's who we're going to start um, getting it, getting into. Um, chapter two is called a couple just causes. Um, now Jana, um, tell me about Simone. Tell me about Simone Jaws Garcia. So Simone is the complete opposite of Leroy. Yeah. He's Leroy's very soft spoken mm, and, and quiet. And, yeah. Reserved. Mm. With Simone, which is also, I think, another thing we based off of each other. We did. We kind of based, like, our base personality traits, we kind of based on, like, Jana was more Leroy, and I was definitely more Simone. Because Simone is loud, aggressive. She's aggressive. In in a good way. Yeah. Uh, And she cannot keep her mouth shut. No. Like... She's very opinionated, but like understandable and under like other people's opinions. Um, when she wants to be, when she wants to be, um, I, I think we literally like the meaning of her name means uh, something. Like, it, me- it means speaking or something having to do with with speaking. Like, yeah, and then like so does like Leroy was like stone cold or something. Yeah. Yeah, and like they well, that's why we named him Leroy Stone, you know, yeah. because he he was he he's so different mm-hmm. from. It's kind of like, you know, like in the Bible, um, Jesus named Simon. He changed Simon's name to Peter, mm-hmm. which he kind of was making fun of him because at the same time he said, like, "You will be the rock that my church is built on." Mm-hmm. He's like, "But you're also stupid and hard headed," <laughs> you know, which yeah. is funny because that's just how smart Jesus was, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, like we just see her literally like sweet talking her boss into um, getting the getting the first shot at this seamstress case. You know, like it's all over the news. Everybody in town knows about it. The Mm -hmm. town's not that big, you know, and and even for him, he's like, I don't know, like this is a little too high profile and. Okay, we're gonna. I, I can't talk more enough about Gabriel without spoiling it. So, mm-hmm. spoiler alert! Woo, 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 woo. 
Gabriel is the seamstress. And I think we literally tell you that. In we the do. First uh, Bible verse that was like on the, the yeah when it's it was about that whole Bible verse was Gabriel speaking like the angel yeah and I think that was I want to say that was my idea well yeah like, what if we named him Gabriel yeah because and we said because because it says you shall not mistreat any widow or um, motherless child yeah, or something was, like that something that is that specifically an English standard version of the Bible. And in the in there, he is uh, talking about um, he's talking about his his ESV Bibles that are like he's got three of them on his desk, you mm-hmm. know. And like, if you were a I don't know professor of biblical like bit of a Bible professor, um, she would. It would he you would know mm-hmm. you you would know exactly when, um. There also are um, that was really bad at that. I was like, yeah. What if we name him Gabriel? <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah, and that was funny because then we had another character who is kind of also another skeevy character, and his name is Michael, who is also mm-hmm. a, another angel name, mm-hmm. and um, and another another couple things where, um. He, um, I'm sorry, I lost track of myself. <laughs> um, when we when we talk about the, his office, um, there were uh, movie posters that were for the Thing, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Hairspray, which <laughs> which people were like, "Why Hairspray, Jared? Like that doesn't make any sense." Um, there actually is a perfectly reasonable explanation for it. Um, the the thing that. is um, a sci-fi mystery about a shapeshifter that changes, and it's like you 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 can't trust the friends that you have, mm-hmm. which in this point Simone can't because she can't she shouldn't trust Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back is the I am your father, Luke. You know, and that is the the finding out that the father figure is evil and we start to realize that Simone views Gabriel as a father figure that she that mm. that like her own father was killed in a in a gang war and um it's just it's one of those things where you find out you're like oh this this girl really cares about Gabriel she really like idealizes him mm. What was what, what what was the your favorite part about making and creating Gabriel? My favorite part was that you always put Gabriel on like it was like the left shoulder. Yeah, that was so smart. <laughs> like I didn't even realize that like myself whenever you, until you pointed it out when we were like completely done with it. I was like. Any, That's amazing. Any time in the book, Gabriel is on his left shoulder is because... On Simone's left shoulder. Simone's left shoulder is because in popular literature and stuff, the devil like on the shoulder is always on the left shoulder. Yeah, that was, I, that was, that was amazing. I was like, that is so smart, and I loved it. Thank and you. I, I also love doing, again, like... um. I'm getting ahead of myself, but like a certain character dies. Yeah. And the flowers that there were, like uh, Gabriel was at the f- funeral, and one of the flowers meant 
like beware there is an evil evil is near yeah and i was like that is so amazing i Mm. loved it i just i think i love the fact that that gabriel calls simone jaws oh yeah you know that like it's such a it's such a duology of a nickname that like Mm -hmm. she is she she goes after her um her like like her prey you know like like it's um like it's a um (laughs) what was that um it just beeped outside um She goes after her prey and goes after stories with like this ravenous hunger, like Mm -hmm. that she just wants to figure out the truth no matter what. And he kind of, it's, he kind of likes it. It's just, he just, it reminds him of himself. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing that he ever said to her. He's like, you remind me a lot of myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, without saying too much, because I I definitely want to wait to, reveal what the whole Jacob Winter thing is. Mm. Um in a way I think he she kind of inspired mm, I Gabriel think so. I think so. without meaning to. Yeah. She he was like, if this girl is out there killing like like killing killing these stories, like I wanna start killing people of my own. Mm. You know? And uh and like I think the Jacob Winter scandal is where he re- truly realized that she's like, this girl is bloodthirsty, mm-hmm. you know? But she's really not. But she's not. She's just, and she's just wants uh, the truth out there. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's what she believes in. Yeah. And she doesn't believe in lies. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But, like, her heart, again, like we said, it, w- it was in the right place, so she really didn't expect what the Jacob scandal, what, like, that, what... What that would happened. happen. Yeah, yeah, you know? Like, like if she knew what was going to happen, I don't think she would have, like... I don't think she would have done it either, but, yeah. like, after that, like, she was kind of branded, you know, mm-hmm. as, like, this um, person who, like, should not be trifled with. That, like, mm-hmm. she will... Like, she's like, she's like Barbara Walters. Like, mm-hmm. she will, she'll, she'll rake you over the coals, you know? Like, with her journalistic integrity intact, yeah. you know? And, uh, um, oh, another, another thing is, like, the hairspray thing is that, like, yeah, is, is that, like, people thought, oh, the seamstress is a female word in, like, terms of, mm-hmm. like, phonetics and stuff. So, is the seamstress a woman? And I was like, no, it isn't. You've been bamboozled. And, <laughs> and, that was kind of it. Like, and in the movie Hairspray, John Travolta um, plays a woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I just thought that was so funny. And, like, I just I always really liked that. And that was just one of those things where I was just like, I'm just going to add that in just for, just for, just for, just for kicks, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, where it says "Hello Boys" by Cheap Trick, like it has like a like a like the single mm-hmm. on the B side of it. It's the B side of it is said was a song called "Speak Now or Forever Hold Your Peace." Oh, wow. Yeah, and that it, and that just kind of is like a like another duology of like of um of Gabriel is that like he's like this cool he's this cool boss and he he believes in Simone but on the inside he's this dark and evil monster mm. you know i did enjoy writing um his backstory yeah oh that, that's sad. we'll get to that later mm. um 
But um, tell me what your thoughts were about Leroy and Simone first meeting. Like, um, I definitely wanted it to be heated. Yeah. Because, well, at least on Leroy's side. Yeah. Because all Simone wants to do is make up for what she did. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. But then... Once she gets mad, she can't control her mouth. So exactly. Then, then it gets heated on both sides. But I think I think it was smart to choose that Leroy just is like, mm, yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. You know? But Marlene comes and she's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know? Because like Marlene, Marlene, Marlene's got the hots for our boy. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and and she's like, I'm gonna protect this man, no matter what, because she was she's his best friend, you know, mm-hmm. that like he, you start to realize that like Marlene is all Leroy has left, mm-hmm. you know, his wife left him, we don't know what happened to Jacob, and it's just the only thing that's keeping him going is Marlene, mm-hmm. you know, and like and he starts. I think he finally starts to realize that himself, mm-hmm. you know, later. Um, but she, you could tell that he kind of, they don't like each other, Simone and Leroy, because he's trying to like, um, he's, she's trying to like give some theories and he doesn't really care because he doesn't want to be a part of this anyway, you know? But, um, She's really good. That's one thing I've I've you kind of noticed is that she she has some sort of background with police work, you know? Mm-hmm. And you realize over time that it's because her dad was a police officer, you know? We learned that at like in the last chapter, actually. Um <laughs> and she, kind of does a devil's deal with Marlene. She's like, I will do whatever you need, you know, if you let me be a part of this. And um, Marlene, against her better judgment, um, lets her in. And I think that was kind of, if she would have never let him in, let her in, um, spoilers, um, I think she still would have been alive. Yeah, probably. Or Leroy would have been dead, you know, because mm-hmm. they would, they never would have found him. Mm-hmm. They never would have. I don't think they ever would have found him. Like Lee, like Gabriel did not want to be found mm-hmm. until he wanted to be found, you know. And we start to realize that like um, Gabriel is a believer because he figured out that oh he wrote a bible the leroy. seamstress wrote a bible verse Le- leroy leroy oh leroy <laughs> is it gabriel oops leroy wrote a bible verse like uh, saw a bible verse on the wall mm-hmm. and and simone is not a believer she kind of is like no i don't i don't really do that anymore she used to yeah agnostic she's kind of agnostic i would mm-hmm. say yeah um and so is Marlene. Marlene doesn't really care about <laughs> church. She's kind of like, man, never seen it, never saw anything I needed in church, you know? Yeah. And and so, like, you could tell how respectful and by the books Leroy is. He's just like, 
you know, he's, he's, he, he, she starts talking about Ezra Wisniewski and he's like, it's not good to speak ill of the dead, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that kind of has another duality is like, is it like she got famous over what happened mm-hmm. with Jacob, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but she's right on the money. She is figuring out everything. She's like, she's like, he's going to kill someone again. You know, and it's only a matter of like when it's going to happen, mm. you know. Um. So, yeah. Chapter three. Doctors and grave diggers. This is actually a Yiddish prophecy. A pro- 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 proverb. Prophecy. Prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> Doctors and grave diggers are partners, which I thought was so morbid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because like. It seems unlikely that doctors and grave diggers are partners. Mm-hmm. And it seems unlikely that Leroy and Simone are partners. But they are because I told them to. <laughs> we told them to. Yeah. So why do you think Leroy doesn't want a partner? Well can't really go into that just say the jacob scandal yeah but like but like emotionally why do you um, think i don't think i don't think um i don't think because he always uh, i think he believes that he always has the potential to forgive anyone including simone yeah and if he does i don't think he would want the like emotional friendship again yeah you know he's like that, that the only person I had that was with Jacob, <laughs> you know, I don't want it with anyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see that, and but then he starts to realize that like he he still has that capacity to have an emotional friendship mm-hmm. because Marlene is the one who is strong enough, and she she has that she has that the exact amount of truth and love mm-hmm. in her in her heart for Leroy. Like, cause he, he's like, he's like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't need anybody. I've never needed anybody. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's what made your wife leave. Mm -hmm. She's like, that's what happened. You know, she's like, you couldn't get past what happened and you didn't have any more time or energy for anyone else. Mm -hmm. And that, I think that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Cause like she, Marlene truly is the most well put together person, oh, yeah. you know, in our in our book. And she does like we and the the most character arc is that like she starts to believe the 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 this all this Jesus crap that Leroy believes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like and I like the fact and I really, 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 really enjoy the fact that we created a character that still has a lot of problems, even though he believes in God. Oh yeah. You know? I really appreciate that. Like that's why I really, really liked um ooh that's why <laughs> sorry. That's why I really liked um Bart in mm-hmm. uh I can only imagine. He had a lot of unforgiveness against his dad, mm-hmm. you know, and but he still like he still like was said he believed in God and still had a, he still had a lot of problems. But like, I think that's realistic, you know, that people still have mental illness. People still have all these unforgiving unforgiveness and all these things that are still stuck inside of them mm-hmm. that they that they eventually need to work on, you know. Yeah. And 
I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then we have a little little bit of a nod. He's like, you know, they, Jacob always said we'd end up together. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think it would be like this. And he's like, oh, 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 oh. he is not smooth. He's at all. not. He is so awkward. And I can't wait to like. Uh, obviously, you were gonna write a sequel for this. Um, and I can't wait to show that in the next book. <laughs> yeah. Because there is going to be. All I'm gonna say is there is gonna be a potential love interest for Leroy. But that's all we have really. Yeah, and but I'm excited because he's like, oh, I'm <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like he's not good. Is that the nervous poops that he has. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, and I and I think that like I think it's funny that that Leroy is like, no, 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 I don't want to work with her. And then Simone's like, you're kidding me. Like you can't be serious. You yeah. know. I think it's it, the, like the shock that like that Marlene is gonna make. Like, Leroy, like, you know, because it's understandable, like, why, like, she understands why she doesn't want to work with him. He yeah. doesn't want to work with him. Yeah. But, like. But she has to. Yeah. You know, because, like, she, he, he needs someone to back him up. Yeah. You know? Because if Marlene, if, and that's funny, because if Marlene never did that, mm-hmm. Leroy would have died. Mm-hmm. You know? He would have been, he would have been killed at the end of the book. Yeah. Um. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was getting comfy. Um. And, uh, I've really, there isn't much like this chapter is very much just the setup chapter. Mm -hmm. This is them setting up the relationship. Um, also there's always been little breadcrumbs about who is going to be the next victim. And we kind of mentioned Clark Holt a little bit in the first and second chapter. And now we're mentioning Wilfred Hayfield, how he, um, pickets at Planned Parenthood sites. And he, um, he, Wilford Hayfield. What a name. And uh, he is just, just how he's just such a despicable excuse for like a, a pastor. Mm-hmm. And then we meet who I think is kind of one of my favorite characters. Just because of how weird and awkward he is, um, is a little guy by the name of Jackson Taylor. <laughs> he, um, he is so weird and he's so like off putting that you're like, this guy's definitely like sketchy. He's sketchy. But if he sucks. If he's not, if he's like, yeah, yeah. He's if he's the not imposter. the, yeah. If he's not the, if he's not the killer, I'll eat this book. You know, yeah. like it's it kind of gets you like that, and you kind of. He kind of doesn't really sit right with you. He doesn't, he's, he's very shifty, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of like wonder like about him, but then like it kind of skips on to like the next chapter. Cause like, she's not really, she's not really worried about him because Simone trusts him. Yeah, you know, I think he's just really awkward. He's just awkward, he's you just, know, but like you as a well-seasoned reader who's read lots and lots of books, I hope, <laughs> um, you kind of go, hmm. Interesting. I don't know about this guy, mm. you know? Um, and that's what I think is the my favorite part, is that, like, the all the breadcrumbs, all the pieces were there for people to find out that it was Gabriel. Mm. And people still thought that it was Jackson mm. at the end. And they were like, what? It's <laughs> not him? You know, like, 
And I love that. That's whenever people go, oh my God, I can't believe it. Or, mm-hmm. or, or my, it's either I can't believe it or I knew it. Those are my two favorite feelings. Did anyone actually like, um, like figure it out? Alex and Ben figured out it was Gabriel. Good job. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it was good. Um, How'd they figure it out? They Alex? were like, I think it would be Gabriel because like he's the closest yeah. to, um, to, to Simone. Uh, I definitely wanted uh, Gabriel to have like that psychopath like he is but like because literally like because he's so charismatic yeah yeah like he's he's charming and he's nice and he's he's like just the normal average dude like ted bundy yeah just <laughs> like ted bundy <laughs> the second reference I've done. <laughs> we love ted bundy oh god we don't love we ted don't bundy. love ted bundy I, I just find it interesting um yeah, he he was definitely like a really interesting case of like wow, like he's a card, like <laughs> couple of couple of cards. <laughs> yeah, it just I don't know how it's it's crazy because like just that that time period he like did that over I guess four states. Like, yeah, he, yeah, four states around that or something around that, and I just it's unbelievable. And I think that like, do you think? Do you, okay, th- this is a bit of a bit of a. a sidebar but do you buy whoops do you buy him saying oh it's because i watched porn porn made me a killer i do and i don't so you think that he was just trying to say something like like because he flashy did did have a sucky child yeah i remember i don't remember like the details but i remember that the basis he did have a sucky childhood and the time there's a weird there's a lot of weird porn yeah. Like so, like. So you think that he watched so much porn that it literally dehumanized women to the point of he could just kill them and it didn't I, matter. It could be potential, but like also, I wish I remembered. Like this I, is before the internet, Jenna. Yeah, I know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Like it, it, it could be and it could not. Like I genuinely don't know with him. Like, cause you know. He's a psychopath. Yeah, he you know? is, and like. He's a whole, like, liar, and, you know. He could just be, I did it because I wanted to. Yeah, you he know? could. Yeah. That's just how it is. Um, so, chapter four, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> chapter four is, was called Every Joint and Motive, and that is from a good, a guy that I, that, that we like to call William, William Shakespeare, or, or Willie Shake Shake, as I like to call him. <laughs> Um, and he, this is from, I think, A Midsummer Night's Dream. If I'm wrong, tell me in the comments. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's fie, fie upon her. There is language in her eye, her cheek, her lip, nay, her foot speaks. Her wanton spirits looks out, the spirits look out at every joint and motive of her body. So he's literally talking about body language. Mm-hmm. Willie Shakes is talking about. It's called Willie Shakes. It's called Willie Shakes. No, that's what we're calling him. His name is Willie Shakes from here on out. <laughs> Othello by Willie Shakes. <laughs> um, but that was just an interesting way of like, because this one talks a lot about <gasps> Leroy's stone mode. Is that like he mm-hmm. is he is so hyper focused on the scene that he doesn't talk to anybody, and Simone is too in her own world to realize that he's not listening to her at all. And 
you start to realize that this could be a bit of a problem mm-hmm. with um with like like you can't people who are have different personalities and different ways of communication can work with each other. Oh yeah. That's absolute me and Jana are a big example of that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't come without its problems. Yeah, you can't I don't think we've had any problems, but you can't be, it can't be forced on. No, it can't be forced. Like, and right now it is forced. Yeah. Because and like 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 Leroy said, he's like, I don't have to like it. I just have to do it. Yeah. You know? Um I think it's in this chapter. I, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, when they figure out uh, that the next victim is going to be the fat pre- preacher. The fat preacher? He's not fat. I, I imagine him as you fat. You imagine him as fat? Yeah, I imagine him as fat. Like a bit like chonky, you know? I think he was, I said he was a small man. Well, it, you could he be, could be you, small you, and chonky? Small and chonky, okay. yeah. All right, well, I imagine him as chonky. All right, continue with what but, you're um, Or at least a bit like, you know, like not skinny. But, like, you got to, like, a bit, like, heft, you know? Yeah. But, um, anyways, I, whenever, he is a racist, but, um. Absolutely, through it through. Uh, whenever, uh, uh, Leroy stood up for Simone, I think that was a big, like, point in their relationship. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, I We're going to get to there in a second. Yeah. Yeah, read what he uh, read what he says because I really enjoyed writing that part. Was oh yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get there in a second. I just I just I like the part that I like. The only thing I really want to talk about in chapter four is because chapter four is is a very like kind of boring chapter. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they're talking about you know Clark Holt is dead. Like he was killed. So then we're trying to figure out who's next. And then they're trying to figure out what the words mean to certain people. And this one, it says, speak what is good or remain silent. That is a, is a, is a phrase from the Quran. And then, and then like Leroy's so good at this. He's just like, oh, he's an oil magnate. Oil comes from the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. But like, it's, it's more of just like the fact that this guy terrorized this community he he kind of took over businesses left and right just because he wanted to mm-hmm. you know just because they he couldn't have them um and and even Leroy is like this guy's a bad dude but like I don't know if he even deserved this you know mm-hmm. um there and I I'm trying to find there's one specific uh he said he used his voice a voice that only god gives to some not as a tool to enhance the greater good but as a weapon to raise livelihoods and tear down dreams like we try to make nothing something i really love Mm -hmm. is a villain that has great like that can speak well you know, <laughs> that's why I really like the radio he- demon mm. from Has Been Hotel. Yeah, is because he just—he's so funny. He's just speak. He just can speak very well because he's like he sounds like an old, the old. He's the definitely old in like nineteen twenty radio DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. And uh, he's—they're finding out that like the seamstress is making giving clues to who he's going to kill next. Like he, he made a sound whenever he was like, I will baptize every devil in little heaven with oil. And we were like, Oh, 
he's talking about Clark Holt. <laughs> and then um and then he says, Awake, awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead. That and and then Leroy starts to put together, he's like, That's that's Eden's branch. That's Eden's branch Baptist church. And and then he starts to like put it all together. He's like, Oh my god, the seamstress is going after Wilford Hayfield. And then <laughs> that that puts I'm sure that puts them in a weird place. Like, cause, cause yeah. Leroy is black mm-hmm. and Simone is Hispanic. Mm-hmm. We're both white, Dana. Yes. But if you <laughs> were in their situation, oh yeah, I, what would you have done? I don't know. It'd be really tough. Like, cause just like, he's like a full bone racist. Yeah. And he doesn't care. You know, like who knows? He and he is truly a blister on the on on the the thigh of their society. Yeah. You know, like he is he's not helping the community; he's hurting the community. Mm-hmm. You know, like but they he have to do it anyways because no one, no one else will. Yeah, no one deserves also to die, even racist. Yeah, yeah, which is you know. I'm sure a lot of... Which is hard to say. A lot of cancel culture people definitely don't feel that way. Like, I see a lot of stuff like, kill the kill the racist, death the pedophiles. That is the same thing that they're doing. Yeah. You know? You can't stoop down to their level because then you're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know? That's the that's the problem yes. with the, this whole cancel culture oh, thing. God, I hate cancel culture. I know. It's so... It makes me so angry. <laughs> Like, do do people who spout off racist stuff deserve TV shows and stuff like that? No. No. They don't deserve a platform. <coughs> but if it was something that was happened like 10 years ago and to like now, they're a whole different person. They should, like, they, uh, well, you don't know them also because <coughs> this is the internet and like, they're like a whole different person. Like I would want to say in real life. I think the only time that it needs to be something done is when it's constant. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's constantly con. Like if if every if these people were like David Duke and were like, you know, black people are a scum and they need to be killed. Mm-hmm. You know, and like they constantly say that they were like they're like this is what I believe and I'm not changing my thing. Mm-hmm. That's when something needs to be done. But if someone said it like 10, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's pop. If it's a net. That's necessary. Mm. There's a lot of stuff I've done 10, 20 years ago that I was like, I don't know. I don't hope never, no one ever finds out because like that's, you know, because that completely like puts your character and thing. And <clears throat> if we believe in grace like we do, mm. we should let pe- give people the benefit of the doubt. Mm. You know that that they have changed. The thing that I don't definitely play with that I was like. Like, people that, like, especially, like, people that have, like, YouTube things and they, like, talk or, like, share nudes to children that are, like, their fans. They do not deserve a platform, especially if their main audience is children. Trisha Paytas. Mini Lad. Who? Mini Lad. I don't know who Mini Lad is. He's a gamer, and all he does, like, and he, like, texted his fans, and he blamed it on mental illness. That guy. Yeah, yeah. That 
gives everyone a bad rep for mental illness because that's not true. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't mental like people who ha- are depressed do not <laughs> prey on small children. Yeah, like <laughs> oh my god. It, made, it like when I heard about that it made me so angry cuz I was like you're just giving everyone that actually has mental I'm not saying he doesn't but I'm saying if it's just like diagnosed, you're giving everyone a bad rep that has mental illness. Yeah, it's true. Speaking of bad people, I'm let's not... talk about Wilfred Hayfield. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Oh, so I'm not getting into <clears throat> Trisha Paytas. I'm yeah. Not... Oh my god. Yeah, we will be here forever if she starts talking about Trisha Paytas. <laughs> um, she doesn't deserve a platform. That's all I'm gonna say. They the in Seed of Scoffers. That is from Psalm. Uh, one one, blessed is the man who does not sit in the council of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of scoffers. Uh, yeah, or uh, it was actually seat of mockers, but I changed it. Same thing. But, but um, it's an S. Like, yeah. So they're going through this church. I'm sure it sucks <laughs> because it's literally a church full. Of racist people, not people who voted for Donald Trump, not people who like who who like are, are Christians. These are people who are a hateful like people. People, they might as well be a cult, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> just like our second book. Um, <laughs> but they like. How do you view people like this, Jan? Like, how do you view people like Westboro Baptist Church? Because that's what I've essentially... This is Westboro Baptist Church on steroids. Mm, um, I think that I would call them out if they were being racist in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like... You don't do that. Like, no. Especially if it's, like, one of my friends. They're, like... Like, they treat them badly. No, like, I would say, like, what are you doing? Like, and then I probably wouldn't go to that church ever again. No, no. Because... They don't deserve more people. <laughs> yeah, they don't deserve a platform, once yeah. again. Again, yeah. Um, I just... People like this have always angered me. Oh, yeah. You know, and... I I don't think I'm not saying that the, saying this doesn't hope hopefully this doesn't sound bad but having the head of a racist homophobic um xenophobic church what does xenophobic mean uh being afraid of other countries oh, people okay yeah it's like racist but like it's global it's like nationalism, yeah. Very much, yeah. It's kids, yeah. Like, yeah. To a, like tenth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, having the head of a church like that get murdered, <laughs> it was a little bit of uh, catharsis for mm-hmm. me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it, but I will say that writing Wilfred Hayfield was both the hardest and the most fun <laughs> I've ever had writing a character because there's something really fun about writing a character that you completely and utterly disagree with, you know? Like um, our other guy in the woods. Yeah. I didn't have fun writing him, though. 
Yeah. Because there's just one line, you're like, why don't you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that one yeah. line. We'll talk about that later. Though. When we when we finish the book, we yeah. will we'll do another podcast. Yeah, that like character this. was literally made to be hated. <laughs> yeah, and just like this guy, yeah. he was made like and like. I knew that whenever we created this, I was like, this guy's got to have some speaking, speaking, speaking lines because this dude is going to be despicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, he was, he was awful. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was hard to read and he was kind of like that. Mm, what like, do you two want? Yeah, It's like gross, like Southern accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, Leroy essentially tells Simone, he's like, I, I need you to keep your mouth shut. Because <laughs> yeah. we this guy, we cannot let another person die. Yeah. You know? And, um, which I think is so funny because Leroy is the one that ends up speaking out. Yeah. I you think, know? Because yeah. I think he doesn't like it when people are racism, uh, racist, obviously. But, mm-hmm. like, even he had his limits. Yeah. You know? And I think when he mentioned Jacob, when he said, um, when he said, he said, and I will not abide the LHPD, an institution that hires corrupt men from the wrong side of the tracks and willingly works with lying immigrant Jezebels who spout libelous accusations at my ministry. When he said that, that's when Louis Leroy snapped. Yeah. You know, and especially when he said, for as it says in First Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. <laughs> you know, and I think that's when Leroy was like, it's about to go down, you know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, do you want to read? No, the... no, 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 I like yours. Okay. Um, I think my this is probably my favorite thing that Leroy has said. Oh, yeah. And... And he, he, he said, uh, you people, huh? He said, I think you need to finish reading that verse. Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And if I were to guess, Mr. Hayfield, your heart is a sickly diseased tar pit of an organ that wouldn't know the voice of God if it whispered into your ear with a megaphone. That was the probably the funnest line. Oh yes, that oh, we have yeah. ever written, like ever, and, and I, probably ever will. Like, I, Simone was dead quiet. You like you like, like she like holy crap. The roles reverse. <laughs> yeah, which I love. I love when the roles reverse so much. Like that's gonna be a big thing that we do, yeah. which I realized just now. Yeah, like I really do enjoy that. Because uh, I think, like, Simone would, would thinking, if I was in that situation, which I am kind of like Simone in that situation, like me, I like, she'd be like, wow, the big man finally talks, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Finally says his opinion, you know? Because Leroy, like, always keeps his mouth shut. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's what I would do, yeah. Like, cause, like, even though he is a cop, he hates fighting. Like, yeah. Uh, he hates it. He, cause that's I hate it also. Yeah. Like, so I just keep my, uh, me and him are just would keep our mouths shut. But in that point, I would probably do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like that he kind of disregards it. 
to the point with Simone where he's like, he insulted you. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't going to allow that. Yeah. Even though he doesn't enjoy, like, working with her and doesn't really enjoy her at all, no one deserves that, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think, and of course, actions have consequences. Mm -hmm. And now, Wilfred Hayfield does not want their help at all. And that is not good. Yeah. (laughs) Because someone is gunning for him and it ain't okay. So they make it out, and they say he, Liv, Liv, Wilfred says if they show up again that he's gonna sue the LHPD, mm-hmm. which I don't even know if that would hold up in court. But uh, probably not. Yeah. Um. Well, he's a fragile old man. He would be like, they were harassing me. <laughs> you know. Yeah, possibly. And um. Yeah, I think that that was the point where the relationship started. Like started. Yeah. And then. It finally gets real. <laughs> um, my favorite part of this chapter is because she says, hold on, uh, uh, you go ahead, it's probably someone from the trumpet. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah and that is, that is like, oh, oh, you're right, it was, yeah. it was. <laughs> and But then she looks and says, unknown, and you're like, uh-oh, oh, titty, you know. <laughs> We're we're in some trouble now. Yeah. And then you just finally hear him. How was it sitting in the seat of scoffers? You know, and and she he she start you she she starts to realize that like she has inspired the seamstress. Like mm-hmm. she is the reason he exists. Um. And and then she start to realize even more that. The seamstress wants Simone to find her. Mm-hmm. He wants to. He wants her to work with him. Yeah, you know. And and then and then she gives him the ultimate choice. And this is so hard for someone who cannot keep their mouth shut. <laughs> he says, "At this specific time, what he said. What does he say? Um, I will. Uh, she's like, I will take." Wilfred Hayfield five days from today I will sever his liar's tongue from his unclean mouth at 2398 Whirling Sea Drive at 3pm and and that was a specific church that he drew, drove out because they were an almost all black mm. church he says if you keep my secret I will know you are on my side and only the wolf in sheep's clothing will die However, if the cops arrive, I will turn my divine wrath against one of them. Maybe it could even be a certain detective. Mm -hmm. So now Simone has a choice. She either can keep quiet Mm -hmm. or she can tell Leroy and Marlene what she knows, possibly getting them killed in the process. So... We kind of, that we're kind of out of time because we're gonna we're already past an hour. <laughs> wow. um, so this is kind of an up to you question. Um, if you haven't gotten this far in the book, what what would you do if the if a killer told you like what that that he was going to kill someone and if you didn't say anything, only they would die and they're bad people. But if you tell someone. More people will die. Mm-hmm. What would you do? 
Diana? I think I'm trying to like be in like the reader because I know what's gonna happen and I just oh my god um I don't know because I like being in Simone's situation I wouldn't want the seamstress to think that I'm on his side by being quiet because I'm not yeah but because and also there's guy even though he's bad he deserves to die. like he doesn't deserve to die but also if you say something like to the cops then possibly more people like th- that guy and more people will die especially people that Simone has connections Start- with yeah like started to care about you know <sighs> I think I would do I would I would tell the cops. You would tell the cops? Yeah. Honestly, if I had the opportunity of this for this would happen, I think I would just let the one guy die. I don't know. Like, you it's, know? it's a hard like situation, which I'm so glad we did, you know, cuz it gets like the gets the reader thinking, you know. <laughs> I concur. Um <laughs> I Thank you. Um so yeah, wherever we post this, Leave it in the comments. What would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> um, I mean, if you were in this situation, because it's a tough situation, what do you think Simone will do if you haven't read the book? Sorry about all the spoilers if you haven't read the book, but you should probably not be watching this. Yeah. But um, look at see your faces. Yeah, because we look like doo doo. Yes, we do look like doo doo. We look like doo doo most of the time. Yeah, so. we look like big hobos. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that's gonna be it for this episode. We've got through five chapters it is in so hot. about an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, Jana, any final thoughts? Um, if you did read the book. Or if you haven't read the book, one, read the book if you're listening. Yes, read Uh, the book. Consume. (laughs) Um, But also, don't be afraid to tell what you did and didn't like. Because we love feedback. (laughs) We love the feedback, even if it's bad. Like, literally, like, I think this is the only main reason that we're writing books. It's because we are so, we like creating things, and we love seeing people's opinions yeah like even if it's bad you know well if it's like a negative yeah like tell us what if you you didn't like or you didn't like like if you what we could do better like it's literally like we will say thank you uh and go on like we'll try to do something better you know yeah we um we definitely are people who just love you know creating things and even if people don't like it um, that's, fine. that's fine. If you don't have a reason that you don't like it, we're probably not going to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, if you have like a genuine Chris criticism and critique, like the book was too short, the, you yeah. know, it, blah, blah, blah. You could have, you could have fleshed this character out better. You could have fleshed this character out ever. We will listen. Mm. It's too late. <laughs> um, yeah. but, um, but we will listen and we will take that into consideration the next time we write books because we're going to keep writing, mm-hmm. you know? We're going to keep writing these diddly dang books 
and it's going to be fun. And I don't care if any of you buy them. I'm having a good time Mm -hmm. with my sister. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's just been good. I get to read these awesome books to my boys at a children's home who just love, love, love these books for whatever reason. And it's, it's, I have my own fan club that I get paid to go hang out with every day. (laughs) And they keep asking me, when's the next book coming out, Mr. Jared? When's the next book coming out? I'm like, it'll come out soon, man. Don't worry. I really can't wait to, um, for them to see the bloodbending book. The bloodbending book. They're, they're going gonna to love, love that. Because I think a lot of them enjoy, like, My Hero Academia, which is an anime. I've they seen. do. Yeah. Well, like, and that was the main, th- I got, that w- <sighs> we're not getting into it. <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll get into that later. But, um. It's so good. This has been an episode of Sticky Concepts. <laughs> Um, we will hopefully see you in the next episode. We'll keep making these as we make books. So, um, maybe we'll even do like a podcast where we just talk about ideas. Maybe we can just start mm-hmm. recording us having, Oh, those are good idea. That'd yeah, be, it, that'd be kind of fun. We'll be like, it's honestly like literally it's out of our minds. Like, it like it literally. It's like idea, and then a totally different idea. Exactly. And then, like, you know, and, like that's literally like how we wrote um, the sequel we're gonna do for this book. Like it yeah. was three in the morning, and like, what if blah 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 happens, and like, you know blah blah blah. And like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So uh, we will do chapters uh, six through ten. Uh, in the next episode. So we will see you next time. Bye-bye.